Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Contineros Podcast, Episode 5. Today, my guest is Anthony Cordero. Hello, Anthony. Hola, que ole. What's up, people? Also known as Bay of Smokes, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's interesting, that name. Uh, when I asked you, uh, why was it that? I thought you were from the Bay Area. Nah, nah, nah. I work in the Bay Area, but yeah, it's pretty much, it means uh, San Pedro. That was the first name. It was coined by the Spaniards, 1592, I believe. They sailed up the coast, and uh, the famous Juan Cabrillo coined it Bay of Smokes because all the humo and stuff. Yeah, makes sense. I wanna do um just to be safe. I wanna do some type of disclaimer, you know, saying that these are your views and your opinions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As Anthony Cordero. All right, all right. Yeah, disclaimer accepted. You know, I don't want to get you into any trouble. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself. All right, well, born and raised here in San Pedro, and uh, I grew up my whole life here, man, just uh, watching the bridge and watching the cranes and watching all the desmadre here, and it's pretty much like a little coal mine town, so there's only one thing to really shoot for if you don't make it in school, you know, so... Le tiré al puerto y por fin entré, man, gracias a Dios. And, uh, yeah, my parents are both uh, from Nayarit, so I'm first generation here. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. Just a little Pedro kid. Nice. Was it hard to get in into the, the port stuff? Oh, oh yeah, man. Bien difícil, man. Especially when you don't have a palanca. It's, it's pretty much impossible. It's not impossible, but it's damn near it impossible. Feels, it feels like it. It's like. It was it was rough, man. It was rough, but it's like it feels like it's so close, but it's so far, you know, because it's literally right in front of your face. You drive by it every day. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I'm over here three miles out working at the off dock, you know, getting slaves and stuff. But what's an off dock? Off dock facility is like uh, the ILWU doesn't have jurisdiction over that piece of land, so technically. The companies are able to pay you what you want, and it's non-union, and yeah, man, that's that's pretty much off dock. It, it's everything outside the jurisdiction of the puerto. Kind of like an internship, sort of. Nah, you're getting paid. Nah, it looks uh, good I'm on paper. Like, hey, I was at the off dock. You should hire me. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. The off dock is everything that the puerto does except unload the ships. So okay, it's everything but the cranes, you know. But we're, we're there moving boxes, we're there fixing chassis, fixing reefers, gen sets, you know, working on power, uh, power uh, machinery. And that's everyone refers to it as the off dock. So. Hmm. so when you see people in the port, when you actually have your twig and you go into the terminals, you see the, the roto guys. If it's a guy's first day there, it doesn't technically mean that it's his first day doing that type of work then. I mean, if he was... If he had a sick palanca and he got he got hired like that, then technically it is his first day doing it, you know. Yeah. But but you they usually hire fr people with experience, you know. Is there like some politics in there? Like you know who has the palanca and it, oh it, yeah, of course. It, but does it suck to go in with a palanca or? I mean, I mean, what would you do if you had a palanca? You would have took it, right? Yeah, but I would have I would have put in the work and you yeah. know I would I would not want to make the palanca look bad because that that happens a lot, you know. For those that don't know Spanish, the palanca is like the plug, uh, the plug or yeah. a hookup. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I would I would want to go in there in tip top shape and you know, 
know the whole program instead of being, you know, like a new booty and stuff. I know people that had palanca and uh, they d- it wasn't for them, you know. They didn't like it and they quit. Mm. And mm. I'm like, bro, you, you were given this opportunity to have a make a decent life and an honest living and no lo quisiste. Like, I get it. It's dirty, breathing in fumes. You know, it's not for everybody. I get it. I get it. But Something about being handed a thing or an opportunity so easily, it, it kind of makes people not value it as much, maybe. Man, I'm, I'm thankful every day. Shit. What's that Chalino song? He's like, aunque sea pobre, soy agradecido. You know, I, I went through that. So I'm, I'm grateful every day, man. Grateful. So how did you get the job exactly, if you don't mind? Like, All right. Like so your little timeline. Like Okay, so it went down like this. So maybe it was like 2012, 2013. They're like, hey, están agarrando mecánicos en el puerto. Go get your welding certs. Go get your certificates, whatever you need. And send in your resumes, and they'll pick you up. And we're like, oh, okay. So it was a race. It was a race to, to get in as a mechanic. So went to Harbor Rock here. I was born and raised in San Pedro, so Harbor Rock had the welding uh, program. How old were you at that time? I was uh, 20, 23, I believe. Yeah, I was 23. And uh, I just went, got my welding certs, did the school, learned how to weld some sticks, 7018, learned how to use a cutting torch. You know, got exposed to fumes and got used to it, you know. And uh, after that, after you got the certs, I buscar un jale, man, that's similar to the port. So I went over. I used to work construction with my dad. So one day we were like deep in Wilmington, like deep in the east side. And we're driving down Eubank. And uh, I used to hear all these terms like, oh, they're uh, chassis mechanics or reefer mechanics, and this and that. And we're driving down Eubank right there uh, before you hit PCH. And I see the stacas, the chassis, like bam, 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 bam. And I saw containers stacked up. You're like that looks like work, and I was like, okay, that that's that's those that's what chassis is, okay. And I told my dad to stop the truck, and I jumped out, and I went in there. It's called Ice DPE. Oh yeah, right there on Eubank. I've been there. Yeah, and uh, I straight up went to the uh, the owner, Antonio. He's still out there. Shout out to him. And uh, I asked him, hey, señor, tienes trabajo? Quiero aprender trabajar en chasis. And he's like, oh, okay, sabes soldar? And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. And he's like. Oh, okay, no tengo trabajo de chasis, pero tengo trabajo de containers ahorita. And I was like, if you could promise me, you know, like to get me to chassis, I'll do it for you. And he's like, okay, uh, regresa lunes. So I came back on Monday and uh, he had me chopping containers to scrap, man. Uh, it was oh. rough, man. It was rough. We were recycling the steel. He had a bunch of scrap containers. And we would just torch them to nothing, to little laminas like that. Boom, boom. That's the, the the size he recommended that you cut it to? Or? Yeah, because you could fit it into the the recycling bin. You mm-hmm. know that the recycling bin? We'll scrap them down. I did that for like about two or three weeks. And it was rough, man, breathing all those fumes and stuff, torching, getting burned. It was pretty rough, man. It was How rough. How many containers would you say you, you destroyed? <laughs> man. A lot, man. I, uh, he almost broke me, that guy that oh. was back there, Armando. Yeah. He, it was mentally really challenging, man. Because you're getting paid minimum wage, too. So, oh, man. So it was rough, man. It was rough. And I and people would tell me, like, yeah, some people come and quit on the first day, quit in the first 40 minutes. Like, damn, like that? 
You had a vision. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to make it to the Puerto, man, because, you know, they paid good and they have benefits, a union. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to thug it out and try to do my thing here, you know? Last thing about the container cutting. Um, Like how many a day? A whole container. Can you cut a whole container down? Oh, in yeah. A day? Oh, yeah, bro. What was your average? Like one a day? Two nah, a day? nah, nah. We would do. It was you and someone else? Nah, yo solo, man. Yo okay. solo, man. Lo que hacía es los estaqueaba. And then I'll cut like the center lamina out. Boom. And then uh, I'll do like all the center parts first. Just get the big laminas out, uh-huh. down. And then you know how the corner castings are the supports. And then uh, after that, we'll chop the doors. It's like double plated steel and stuff. And it was it was tough, man. It was tough. And then after that, he would pick, he would tip it over, and I'll cut the cross members on the bottom. And the cross members were coated with like some black tar stuff. And you take a whiff of that, woo, get some major headaches, bro. Yeah. And uh, we'd do twenties, forties, forty fives, look at Sam, man. Whatever he wanted to get rid of, we'll scrap them down. I know those memories kind of yeah. piss you off a little bit, but. Yeah. Yeah, and then... Uh, Stop hitting the table because I can hear it all. Oh, shit, shit, my <laughs> bad, bro. Getting excited, bro. <laughs> and the tornillos, too. We'd have to chop the heads of the tornillos from the wood. You know how the wood on inside the containers? Yeah. It has the tornillos. So you go in there, you chop all the tornillo heads off. Bam, bam, bam. And then he'll come in with the heavy lift and just smack the wood. The wood will pop out. And It's uh, a process. It was rough, man. It was, it was rough. It was rough. And uh, after that... He knew I was with the program, and he's like, okay, vente, güero, quieres aprender a soldar containers, this and that. And he gave me a chance, and I ran with it, man. We were uh, modifying containers, putting in doors, ACs, ventanas, making custom little 15-footers, all kinds of stuff. Uh, If you still got palanca there, I'm going to need a piece of of container because I want to make a a miniature container to put on the wall. Okay. And then put a sticker on it. Simon. That says Contineros. Yeah. Kind of make it look like a steamship line. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. But a mini version? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Just throwing it out there, you know. Yeah. You and know. shout out to uh, Armando and the Cheveria family over there putting it down. Hope they're doing good wherever they are. Yeah. Well, being in that field around containers and chassis, it's obvious you, you spend time around truckers, so... Has working around truckers sparked any curiosity about that field, or? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really start making contact with truckers until I jumped to chassis, and I never got it at ICE. I, uh, I ended up quitting after like almost a year. I was like, you know what, Yastul, he's not giving me the chance. Boom! I went to Long Beach Maintenance and Repair Shippers, the old Sepulveda yard. I don't know if it's still there or not, because I know they, they moved out. They on a bunch of stuff. I'm over here dropping names and shit, but you think it's cool or what? If it's cool with you. It's cool with me. It's cool with me. Yeah. And uh, what was the question about the troqueros? Yeah. Has working around them sparked any curiosity? Like. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, about yeah. that industry? or? Oh, of course, man. I would always talk to them. I remember one time I was over there having a bad day, and this troquero came up to me, and he showed me his check for APO or something. It was like $3,000. And he's like, I made this in one week. I was like, damn, for reals? He's like, yeah, man, I've just been hustling, hustling. I'm over here making 300 bucks a week, and he's over here making 3000 I thought about it. I was like, man, maybe I should be a troquero. But I made a, I met, I met a lot of good troqueros here in the, the harbor area, and big shout-out to them. You know, without them, the world wouldn't move, you know, technically. Cargo wouldn't be pushed out, and, hey, man, it's all every, – everybody works in sync, you know. 
they're my friends. I'm their friend. That's nice of you. I wish more more thought like that. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. You know, you know. There's it, some assholes too in our field. Some assholes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, but that's humans. No, human humans are complicated at, sometimes. At the end of the day, man, it's rasa, man, and everybody's trying to get by, and uh, you know, it's rasa, man. I help them out. Whatever you need, you need help, bro. This is my job. I'm getting paid to do this, and you're getting paid to do that. But you need my help to make your job a little easier. It's all gravy, bro. I'm getting paid. You know, it's not like I'm doing it for free. I hope that guy that shared his 3K a week gave you the other details. If he was an owner operator or nah, company driver, I, nah, he was a he was just some random guy. I don't know. I didn't I didn't ask too much, but he's just. Probably just trying to floss on me or whatever. But the numbers, they come with expenses, you know? Yeah, yeah. I figured. I figured. Yeah. Well, I hope he's doing well as well, wherever he is. Yeah. Hey, man, I, um, obviously, I, I met you through Instagram at first when you posted that photo of you banging out that landing gear on the oh, chassis. Oh, yeah, the mount box. Yeah, you allowed yeah. me to, uh, to share it. And then ever since, we, we've, we chopped it up every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um. I noticed on your profile that you're into jujitsu. Like, yeah, yeah. What got you into that? You got bullied as a kid or what? Nah, nah. I just, uh, uh, let me see. I graduated high school 2010. Yeah. I saw somebody fighting. It was a, it was like a fight, you know, whatever. And uh, this guy took him down and he started punching him. And he slapped on a triangle. And he slept him with, I mean, he swept him with the triangle to the mounted triangle. And he started socking him out while he had the triangle locked in. And I was like, wow, man, that was pretty <laughs> amazing, dude. Like, what is that? And he's like, oh, th that's called jujitsu. Jujitsu? Like, yeah. And I'm like, where'd you learn that? And he's like, oh, from the video game, from the UFC video game. Back what? Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, for real? It's like, man, that's that's interesting. That's interesting. That was pretty, like, it looked pretty cool, man. This, this was 2010, so it was still kind of underground, you know? I mean, I, I would consider it still underground, but... It's it's pretty more popular now because of the UFC and it's relevant. So one day I'm just walking to my grandma's house and I look to my left and I see this building and it says jujitsu. And I was like, oh, OK. So I walked in there and I talked to the instructor and got the ball rolling and then never looked back since, man. Been training for like 10 plus years already. What belt are you right now? Right now I'm a brown belt. I've been a little inconsistent yeah. the past couple, three years four years because i wanted to chase my my career and stuff so i kind of fell off but i didn't fall off but i just slowed down you know and started make worrying about my money and stuff you know it's it's muscle memory based right a lot of it yeah it's like muscle memory and technique and angles and just reactions you got to get like certain reactions from people to do certain things it's like a path you follow you know you have your moves these are your moves they react a certain way, so you already have the counter way you're going to, yeah. yeah, counter to the counter. And uh, it's it's pretty interesting, man. It's It makes you tough, you know, and, like, it, it makes you unbreakable because you'd be like, okay, like, they make you do this at work and, you're ha you know, you're frustrated, this and that. And you just go back and you think, like, man, I remember I was training with homeboy. Homeboy weighs 300 pounds and he's a purple belt and he's just suffocating me and I can't breathe and. I'm literally going to vomit from this pain. And I go back and I think about that. I'm like, man, if I could endure that, I could endure anything life throws at me pretty much. So I used it as a tool, you know. 
there's uh, white belts out there that can kick ass as well, right? Oh, yeah. There's yeah. like t tiers, you would say. Like, yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a white belt, obviously, your first weekend, <coughs> and a white belt two years. Yeah. W what stops from that next promotion? Like, how? it's up to the I instructor. Mean, it's all politica at the yeah. same time. But yeah, you think the timing's off for some? Some people some people train and don't even ever get a belt. And, you know, they're black belt level type of stuff, you know? It's just the traditional martial art from Brazil was always ranked as belts, you know, white, blue, purple, brown, black. But now, since it came to the United States and we started mixing wrestling with it and all these other aspects of, of grappling with jiu-jitsu... And people started abandoning the gi and abandoning the belts. And uh, it, it's, it's changed a lot, man. And it's going to keep changing. I tagged you in that one. There's, it's going down inside <laughs> inside scrap cars. I know. I saw that. I saw that. That was pretty funny. And there's a big difference, I'm assuming, yeah, between yeah. gi and no gi. Oh, yeah. Big difference. The, yeah. Your gi can be used against you, right? Yeah. The in gi, a way. The gi can be used against you. And nogi is a lot more faster, slipperier. Like, there's nothing to really grab, but it's to me it's grappling, man. Either I don't I don't like to choose sides. I could train in both, man. The gi, nogi, is there, man. And ass whooping is an ass whooping. <laughs> yeah. Are Wait, but but I learned to, you know jujitsu humbles you. Yeah, man, it humbles you, and it, you know you learn how to keep your cool, and you know it's not always about violence. But if it's time to throw down, you need to throw down then. Let it I be. take it it takes away that uh that scare feeling of making contact with someone. Like if you're always on the mats, it's like, what's up then? Like, you're used to that contact going yeah. down, and you're not you lose that fear, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely like an untrained person versus a trained person. You're gonna have your way with them. You're gonna be able to do whatever you want. But um, don't get me wrong, man. You get punched and you get you get dazed. That jujitsu goes out the window, man. You know, mm -hmm. anybody can get knocked out. <laughs> There's a saying like, you get hit once, you get hit once, a black belt turns into a brown belt. You get hit twice, that brown belt turns into a white belt because you get all dazed, you know, and you get them Bambi legs. <laughs> Bambi it's, legs? Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of hard to function like that. I've always been interested in that, but I never really pursued it. But It's pretty rough, man. It's hard on the body, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for nothing, man. It's something untangible, you know? Have you ever had to use it on, on a trucker at you Roto? Nah, you know what? Never, never. Everybody's tranquilo with me, but <laughs> este. I have some. I had some crazy encounters, you know, roadability, you know. Why don't you share, a, you know, a bad experience with a trucker at Roto, and then maybe a good one to even things out, so okay. we don't get canceled, you know? Okay, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so I was, I was telling you, you know, like the reason a lot of mechanics are viewed as dicks and assholes and whatever. It's guess if you're too nice, man, they're going to step all over you, man. Like truck drivers will step all over you. They'll you give them an inch, you know, they take the whole thing, you know. So one time I was over there on the old Sepulveda yard doing roadability by myself. It was probably like a weekend or something, whatever. And this troquero comes up to me and he's like, tengo, tengo llantas malas, man. Todas están malas. I'm like, oh, okay. Um. Uh, pull up a little bit. Let me t let me take a look at them, and I look at them, and they're all new. They're all new, but they were recaps. <laughs> oh, okay. And he's like, he's like, son recaps. Cambiame todas las llantas. No quiero ninguna pinche recap aquí. It's and I was going far away. And I was I was new. I was new, and I was like, hey, señor, este, <laughs> están nuevas las llantas. So you're like, they're brand new, bro. They're just recaps. He's like, 
quítamelas todas. And uh, <laughs> I did it for him. I did the bottle for him, man. I, I, I jacked up the chassis, whatever, changed all the tires. I let him personally pick out the tires. Oh, man. He picked all original tires and slapped them on for him. And um, it was tough, man. And then this the line. when you were a rookie in it, right? Yeah. Were, and, then, okay. and then the line got long, like oh. really long, bro. Now you see why. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm over here stressing. And like the stud, one of the studs broke. And I had to like. Oh, man. E- extract the stud. And Where was this again? Over at Schiffer's, man. Oh, that line gets long. It gets all fucked up. Yeah. And I was by myself, too, man. It was probably like a weekend or whatever. Oh, man. And, you know, that's that's the type of situations where you're like. Ah, like you know, you're under pressure. You gotta execute. But that kind of exposes something that I heard that there's a limit to how many tires you could change. There, or, is, or you got chewed out after that. Or? There is no, I didn't get chewed out because we had the green light on WCCP. Oh, okay, chassis. depends on the line. Yeah, because we were SSA's off dock facility, mm. so whatever SSA needed to their chassis, we had the green light. We could run up the bill, boom, as much as we want. Run it up, run they it would, up. But like Flexivan and DCLI. And a track, we had we had a tire limit and we had a, a budget pretty much, or it had to be estimated. If it w- went over the budget, it had to be estimated and approved. But yeah, long story short, I changed all the tires <laughs> for him, and I was like, I hurt my back doing it too, and I was just like, man, and I was like, man, screw that shit. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start saying no to people and stuff, you know? Damn. Yeah. Did man. you say thank you? Nah, he didn't <laughs> say thank you, man. He fucking boned out. Like, you should. You should do this. That's your job, homie. I lowered the jacks. I'm like, okay, maybe he'll give you a Gatorade or something. <laughs> and I was like, okay, at least say no. No, esos güeyes ganan bien. No le va a dar ni un pinche Gatorade. Yeah, I'm out. Fuck that shit, man. <laughs> and the worst part is, I used we used to use the heavy fucking one-inch anvil gun. It's like big-ass fucking pistola, man. That shit's fucking heavy, man. Sh- we call it the backbuster. All right. It, it blows people's backs out. But not in a in that way, but <laughs> 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 shit. And then uh, got a couple more stories. Let me see. One time, we were taking long at roadability, and this truck driver gets out, and you could tell he was on drugs. But allegedly, yeah, allegedly, he locks up to us, and he's like, oh, "I'm about to beat your guys' ass. You guys need to hurry up." And we're over here like, we're mortals, you know, we're mortals, yeah. and we got these grown ass men coming up to us and stuff. And sometimes we, we would get scared, you know, like, damn, this was crazy, this and that. Like, what if he pulls out a big-ass machete? Because we'll hear all these stories. Like, yeah. one time this guy pulled out a machete, this and that. A and gun in yeah. the terminal. Damn, see? Pa que veas, De todo se ve. And then uh, he's looking up on us hard, hard, like, and I'm just like, man, fuck. Like, I'm trying to be nice and stuff. And uh, he starts, like, banging the signs and stuff. There's, like, signs there that say, like, turn your truck off and, uh, you know, uh, pull your brake and stuff like that. And he starts like banging him and shit like, ah, bah, he's going crazy. And uh, finally my uh, lead, he gets him to calm down and gets him back in his truck and he pulls up and uh, he pulls up and uh, we, we, we take care of his truck, whatever. And uh, I told him like, Hey bro, like don't be acting like that. We're going to have to flip you next time. If you, if you do that, and he's like, you're going to flip me. And I'm like, nah, I'm just saying we, we would, but uh, you know, just take it easy, bro. Like, we're here to help you. And uh, I ended up getting a little argument with him again. And uh, I forgot. Oh, I said, vete la verga. I told him, vete la verga. And he's like, what? And he started doing this to me and this, this and that. Like, he told my lead man, too. Like, oh, uh, he told the people at Shippers, actually, hey, that, that mechanic's over here cussing at me, this and that. And they had a little talk with me. And 
after, after that started it. after that i you know it's i started just like okay I, I see how people are here you know i gotta i gotta ignore them or you know just like be tranquilo you know i can't lose this job but long story short he took off and you know it changed my views on people you know like okay you know like i gotta i gotta hold it down here but at the same time i gotta be nice you know so gotta find that balance balance yeah yeah what about the good stories? Come on, man. It's got to be good. Yeah, the, you know, you got truck drivers getting out and talking to you, chopping it up, you know, breaking you off. Hey, uh, here's a little Gatorade. Here's some Iowa. Appreciate it. It's all it's all how a trucker approaches you, you know? That's how that's from my experience. If they approach me in the right way, then, you know, I have no other option to help them cuz it's my job. But if I'm over here, like, welding and sweating and stuff, and they're over here tapping me on my shoulder, like, hey, sir, uh, this chassis doesn't have a glad hand. I'm like, ah, oh, like, fuck, bro. You want me to drop all this right now? And There's guys that literally touch you? Yeah, man. I, hmm. I The other day, I was, weird. I was welding. I was welding something. I was going to, like, a twist lock or something, and I, someone starts tapping me on my shoulder. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like damn, this better not hey, be a buddy. And I look, and he's in chanclas, and he's wearing sweats. I'm like... <laughs> Bro, you could get burned here, bro. Like, what are you doing? You could get electrocuted. He's I'm like, a super trucker, bro. It's okay. <laughs> it was a chino. It was a chino. So he's like, Sarah, Sarah, I need a glad hand for my chassis. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, where is it? And he's like, oh, it's all the way over there. And like, freaking half a mile away. I'm like, God, you want me to drop all this and go help you for your little glad hand? Like, bro, you know, wait till I finish at least and then approach me, you know? But uh, I'm over here sweating and like welding, you know, and. They're bugging me and pressure's on, you know, but I, I, I like the pressure, man. I like working under pressure because, you know, they say pressure makes diamonds. Uh-huh. I ain't going to turn into a diamond, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> I, I like, I like working under pressure because keeps you sharp. It keeps you sharp and keeps you like, I got to execute, you know, like boom, boom, boom. I got to execute. And I just like the feeling, man. I'm, I'm just wor- used to working fast, you know, all the time. That's how I grew up. And, uh, you know. It just builds up that unseen muscle to to take on, you know, unforeseen circumstances and yeah. rise to the occasion on demand. Yeah. It's built tough, you know? Yeah. It's cool, man. It's cool. Because, like, when you don't have pressure, then it's easy. It's easy. So when you're under pressure and you, and you execute and you perform how you're supposed to and how you want to, like, you're used to it. You're used to it. Yeah, you can handle you can handle. But don't it. get me wrong. Working... Working fast and stuff is dangerous, and you could get hurt. I've gotten hurt a lot of times, you know, rushing stuff, trabajando bien apurado, you know, or trying to work all fast to be able to chill later on during the day, you know. So that's wait, that sounds like a bad story. Oh yeah, I was always I went astray. That's like man. a third, a third. Because we went, <laughs> we went astray. We went astray. As soon as I get the vision of of Chanclas approaching you, <laughs> I, I don't see it like a good story. Chanclas so. in dirty sweats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got a good story about a trucker yeah, experience? Man. Yeah, man. There's more good stories than bad stories. I'll tell you that, man. But a lot of the good stories are just like, hey, they come out, they chop it up with you, break like, you off some, some yeah, food. Like you said, yeah, okay. You know, you just chop it up, get to know them. They come by. You see them more often. They turn into your friends. And, you know, you just chop it up. You service them like, bam, like, okay. Que ocupas, amigo, or whatever you need, homie. Like, you build that relationship, you know, as opposed to, like, 
someone being rude to you and you know them and they come back and you're like, oh, that guy was rude to me, so F him or whatever, you know? So it's true. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. People remember that shit. I think the like the ego and stuff, that yeah. has a big role in, in your actions. Yeah. And sometimes you know damn well that you could have got away with something, but that guy just hates your guts and he's going to all of a sudden do everything by the book yeah. just for you because you fucking yeah. were a dick last time. I mean... There's been times where where someone's a dick to me and they come back and I'm like, oh, now you want to be nice, huh? <laughs> sir, and, sir. And I'll be like, you know what? I'm I'm going to flip you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm just sh- I'm just kidding. I'm just trying to get a reaction out of them. I'm really not going to do it. But I just want to see like the reaction. Like, you know what? That one time I was in a rush. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I saw gravy, bro. You know, I'll help you out, bro. Like, or if they jump the gun and show their true colors. Well, fuck you then. Oh, then you know that they, you know how they really feel anyways. I mean. I mean, it's all, I don't get offended, man. I learned to not get offended and be like, you know, it is what it is. I, I get it. You got to make your paper. And uh, after a while, the job gets easy, man. The job is easy. So if you need something, I'm, I got you, bro. I got you. Yeah, there's times I I learned through experience. Obviously, the way you treat people, they'll treat you. Yeah. Most of them. Some are just miserable as fuck. And then once you get that in your head that it's not you, it's them, then you can go through that experience in a, in a much smoother way. Like, oh, this fool's just miserable. Oh, you know? Dale por su lado. You know, just, oh, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I noticed that a lot. You know? And even even the, the most amargado or bitter person, you give them enough kindness and respect you get a little bit of their good side and that it trips me out. Yeah. But it shouldn't be like that, man. It shouldn't be like, you shouldn't have to kiss up to, to somebody to get, you know, it should be mutual, man. Like, boom, you're nice. I'm nice. And a lot of people, you know, are amargos. Like you said, you know, they have problems at home. Leave them at home. They like to drink. They're cranky cause they didn't get their fix. You know, you know what it is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not that type of person, but, a lot of people are just straight up and karma karma is real man karma is real and i believe in it i believe in it bro you treat someone bad and you live a certain lifestyle that it's gonna come back to you man it's gonna come back to you and it's not always in the same way like oh because you did this person dirty in this way i'm just gonna watch out for that it'll get you in another way that you nah, didn't expect it's gonna hit you in gets one you. big putazo just boom like here's all the karma you've been that's going to hit you, bro. And, you know, speaking of putazo, that reminds me of earlier. You mentioned that you've oh. gotten hurt. Oh, yeah. Injury. So what's the worst injury you've had? And as a chassisero that you've seen or th- and that you've had in the field? I mean, building tires is pretty. I mean, it's not that dangerous if you follow the protocol. But those 1020 split rings are dangerous, man, especially when they're inflated to the max psi and the r- the split ring isn't seated right they call it the ring of death because it could decapitate you it flies off so damn we have a protocol you know when you remove tires you air them down both tires if it's an inside tire and the outside tire is good you got to air them both down because it relieves the pressure so one time these guys were uh, working right together they weren't on the same page so i guess they didn't air down the tires and it's there. So when you remove the nut, you're supposed to back it off a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Not remove it all the way. Just so the clamp has some room and the, it secures the tire. 
So when you, you tap the clamp, boom, and then the clamp hits the nut, and it relieves all the pressure around the tire. Okay. <clears throat> but this, these guys, they removed the nuts on all of them, and they didn't relieve the pressure. Okay. So it's sitting with max PSI on the chassis. It was like a separated tire, you know? So it had all the air in it. So it's sitting on the chassis with all the nuts removed and all the clamps are seated. And they, one of them, they're on the wrong page, right? One of them hits it with the sledgehammer to relieve the pressure, but he didn't know all the nuts were off. Boom, shit went out like a bullet, bro. Jumped three roto lanes, one, two, three. Slammed into a fence. And luckily the mechanic was just out of the way, but it would have, it would have killed him, man. Fuck. And it, and he was in shock, bro. He was in shock. He didn't. He's still scared to this day to change tires. I'm not gonna mention names, but is that protocol to do it in a team, or uh, it's not a protocol nah, nah, because that could happen miscommunication? Yeah, it's sometimes when you got extra people, you you could use two people, you know, on the line, and uh, when it's really heavy roto, you know, like heavy traffic, then you need help, you know, whatever. But uh. I don't know. I don't know, man. But that was that was really dangerous. And, you know, thank God nothing happened to them up in the Puerto where I work at right now. Some guy almost got killed by a, a tire too. Mm-hmm. the rim wasn't seated right. And it blew off, hit him in the leg, hit him in the leg, bounced up, cracked him in the face and sent him flying. And he almost died, too, man. But he luckily he's alive and he's good. Scary shit. Yeah, I mean, like I mean. It's scary, but you they know, look harmless when you see them rolling down the freeway. Yeah, you know? man, it's just it's just that ring, man. If it's not seated right, it's gonna pop out, and it could decapitate you and kill people. There's a lot of safety videos on YouTube and stuff. I'm sure you could find some. Hmm. The radios are are dangerous too, man. Even though it's a one solid rim, the yeah. radio tires. But if if it rips from the side, they call it zipper ruptures. They usually tear from the side, from the sidewall. They never tear from the top. They always tear from the sidewalls. And when you see them blow, man, those things, it's like a freaking atomic bomb, dude. And they're loud, and they go flying, too. The only difference is that it's not a ring flying out. Se avienta con todo la llanta. Because those 1020 split rings, it has two pieces. So the tire goes flying, and then it throws out another piece of metal. Pretty dangerous stuff, man. But, uh, you know, just follow the protocol, and take it easy, and you'll be good. Risky shit. Yeah, and a lot of the a lot of the injuries, uh, it's just back, man. Back rolling tires, picking up tires, you know, swinging the sledgehammer, stuff like that. Bending over a lot. Bending over a lot, squatting, duck walking. Everybody has back problems. <laughs> For those fumes, you you mentioned fumes. You guys have any mask to wear within the mask? Oh or yeah, yeah. You can wear you can wear the N95s or the. The half mass respirators. Or you want to do it like a man, you don't wear that. I mean, you get you get roasted, bro, because yeah. a lot of the OG veteranos, they don't use masks, and they don't use none of that stuff. You that must be bringing in some high cancer rates. No? Oh, fuck yeah, man. The brakes are laced with asbestos and all that stuff, man. So when you're doing brake jobs on a chassis and stuff, you know, it's try not to breathe that stuff. But it's kind of hard, man. It's kind of hard not to breathe it. But oh. uh, it just depends on your luck, man. Because some people could do it their whole lives, smoke cigarettes, and uh, weld all their life and be exposed. And they live up to whatever, to whatever age they want to. You know, and some people get exposed for a little bit of time and they end up getting cancer and that uh, non-Hodgkin stuff. And mm. what's the other one? The one that's always on the TV? 
Este. COVID is always on the TV. Nah, it's that other one. Uh, uh, it could be like you can be compensated. Da, 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 da. Oh, I forgot what it's called. They always have it. Anyways, it's uh, like it's like a lung one. Mesothelioma. Yeah, S A S S A S. Yep, yep, that's the one. That's the one. Hey man, I, I I've been hesitant because you're in jujitsu and stuff, but stop banging the table, <laughs> man. <laughs> my bad, bro. Shit, I was about to say something right now off the top of my head, but I forgot. Damn, I forgot. We were talking about like the fumes. You forgot because you're trying to find a balance <laughs> be, be, between coming and beating my ass nah, for me nah, making nah, you it's stop. All, <laughs> it's all gravy, bro. Get excited. That's it. Yeah, man. You were saying break jobs. Oh yeah. Cancer mesothelioma that's where you were yeah that's where i was Damn, i forgot it was, it was pretty important too injuries back injuries oh anyways let's just keep it pushing keep it pushing keep it pushing my bad i fucked up your train of thought you got any tips for getting along getting along as in 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 that work environment yeah for man. truckers coming in how to better interact with you guys yeah man just just approach approach properly and you know that's it man it's all about how someone approaches you man so I don't mean, be intimidated by the the shades and the big beards and the serious face nah 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 most yeah there's there's a smile <laughs> that comes through every now and then a lot of guys are cool a lot of more guys are cool than the rude ones you yeah know? yeah well we already discussed that yeah i i you know to me, w- eh, someone needs to take the cargo out, you know, and it's the truck driver. So mm-hmm. let's help them take that out, man. Take, let's help them take it. They keep, they keep us, keep fucking up them chassis and keep bringing them back because we got to fix them. It keeps me in work. And then you guys keep picking up the cargo. And it's all in sync, man. It's all in sync. It's all in sync. We need you. You need us, you know, type of stuff. It's all. I'm kind of, I'm not that new to the industry, but. You know, I put in the work, and I feel like I see I see the bigger picture. You know, mm-hmm. I see the bigger picture. Just be friendly, man. That's all it is for me. Go, it works. Goes a long way. Because I'm telling you, that karma stuff is real, man. It is real. What's something that you wish more truckers knew about roto mechanics? Well, you know, just sometimes it's not all smooth, man. Like I said, sometimes a stud breaks, or sometimes you're just having a bad day. It's one of those days where nothing fits, and you take a little long and <coughs> we honk a honk or the guys behind you honk or they start looking at you. They get out the truck. Hey, que pasa? Que pasa? Bueno? Like, oh, ahorita, espérate. <laughs> Se complicaron las cosas. Yeah, man. But I actually haven't done roto in a long time, dude. Because uh, I, I got hired at the Puerto and, you know, luckily I don't do roto as much anymore. But I still do it, man. I'm, I do it gratefully. But uh, yeah, man, just be patient. I know sometimes they do milk it. We do milk it, and be I patient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just be patient, man. Work with us. Not everybody is a, a super fast mechanic, you know. But you definitely put in the work. That's an interesting story. Tearing them shits up, huh? Yeah, man. It was it was it was rough, man. It was rough, but you know, a lot of people helped me. Oh, you said you said uh. You remember? Yeah, I did. <laughs> you said, like, if you could give people advice in working in that field, I was going to say, like, yeah, man, stay away from the drama. There's a lot of fucking drama, a lot of cheese, man. This, he said this, he said that. 
You got your little crews in there or what? Yeah, yeah. You got the you got the pochos, which is like uh, first generation Americans. We speak Spanish and we speak English. Do they put you under pocho? Yeah, they'll be like, pinche pocho no sabe hacer nada. Pinche pocho <laughs> no sabe soldar. Uh, and then you got the paisas, of course, the old timers. With the shitty welds? <laughs> <laughs> nah, some of them could weld. Uh, but like, I'd be like, bro, you've been here 20 years and this is your work? Okay, I see you, I see you. And you're over here trying to grill me. And they're like, no, no, tú no sabes, tú no sabes. Like, all right, no sabo, kid. But yeah, you got you got the old timers and you got the veterano paisas, master mechanics. They all kick in their little circle. You got the pochos right here. And then you got the super morros like right there that don't speak Spanish. And they're just here because they got a palanca and stuff like that. Yeah, you got your little crews. You got your little crews. Hmm. That was at the off dock, though. But uh, it was fun, man. It was fun. As As rough it was, as rough as it was, it was pretty fun. It was fun. But it was rough. It was a rough ride. But uh, I'm glad it paid off, man. I'm happy for you. Man, it was tough. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I, there's a lot of people who, who went through the same thing I went through. And they know, man. They know. And big respect to you guys. You know, we hung in there. And we pulled through, you know. You wouldn't say that because you went and got all. You went and put in the work. But when you come in, what they say I heard that term, the back door. What What is that? Yeah, the back door is pretty much. You is that the same like palanca or no? No, back door. Like me, I'm a back door longshoreman. So I got put on as a mechanic. So you get hired from the street. Because what, what, what the union is supposed to do is the union is supposed to hire within the hall. Cer uh, qualified mechanics from the hall mm -hmm. that are already longshoremen. But when they say back door, they hire straight from the street. Because there's a demand. Yeah, there's like, okay, we don't have enough qualified mechanics at the hall, so we're going to hire from the street. And that's the backdoor term. After 90 days, you get your automatic B book. You never have to go through the casualing process oh, as a okay. longshoreman. So that's why there's a little bit of tension with, like, you didn't do the 10 years that most of us yeah, casuals yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. They call us backdoor motherfuckers. But oh. don't casuals have the same opportunity to go get their service? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They, can they, they do. Outdo and you? They even have kind of more because you're already a casual. Mm. You're a casual. Just say you, just say there's two candidates, right? And then you have you're a casual. You have five years of off dock experience, and you have all your certificates. And then you got me, which is not a casual, but I have all the uh, certificates mm -hmm. and same thing but the only thing is you're a casual so i think they would favor the casual more oh, okay okay so so there's still that mm, what do you call it the level of opportunity based on how close you are within that union structure right like uh yeah it's kind of hard to tell i mean it's kind of hard to say but i'm telling you man it's all about palanca now it's all about palanca gotta have that palanca you gotta put Still, in the work. Some people cry about it, and they get they get it handed to them, and then they're out. So yeah, what's all the fuzzing about, right? Yeah, man, it's pretty. Some people, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just well, thanks for sharing your story about how you put in the work to get in there. Yeah, through what most say is the back door, and the yeah. back door doesn't seem that easy either. So. Oh man, it was rough. It was rough. You're working for minimum wage, and you're doing trabajo pesado, man. Pesado, man. Like, literally, <laughs> picking up tires and shit is just heavy. And uh, picking up steel, breathing in fumes, breathing in carbon monoxide. 
truck drivers, you know, idling. That, that's one thing. That's one thing I, I don't I don't like when I'm working and the truck drivers come up to me right next to my mobile and they're like, hey, they start talking to me. And I'm like, hey, por favor, paga la troca, man. I'm not trying to breathe that shit right here right now, you know. Yeah. And they don't got the smokestack. The smokestack's like coming out the bottom. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit's going right in my face. Like, or just back up a little bit and I'll, I'll hook you up right now, you know, or whatever. But it is what it is, you know. You signed up for this job and you can't you can't avoid the fumes. You can't avoid the bad stuff, you know. You just got to roll with it. I think some people don't know the structure of how things are. Like, they see a mechanic in there and they think that this mechanic is like, assigned to everyone so when you see them you flag them down that's not the case right because when you're working on chassis maybe that's your assignment for that yeah, day yeah and you don't really have or you're not really authorized to just help whoever comes no 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 like sometimes i'm because i do mobile now mostly so i'm driving around and i get a lot of truck drivers come up to me and be like hey i need this reefer unplugged and i'm like ah, oh, i'm a chassis mechanic i can't i'm not authorized to do that you know that's not my holly so i'll hit somebody on the radio a hey, I need a reefer mechanic over here to help this guy out. Even that's a bottle. Like, you shouldn't have to, right? Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't have to. But uh, no me cuesta nada, man. Hit somebody on the radio. Hey, homeboy needs his uh, reefer unplugged, and he needs to get out of here. Get him out of here. Help him out. And uh, there's been a lot of times where truck drivers bust their hoses, and they come up to me, and they're like, hey, can you help me out? I'll pay you. This and I'm like, bro, I don't need your money. It depends how they come up to me, you know, and stuff. And if, if I see them stressing really hard, I'll hook him up with some mangueras or whatever, you know. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. But, yeah, man, a lot of you guys bust their fucking mangueras on the 45s and shit. When you guys turn too hard, boom. Se rompen las mangueras and shit. Yeah. And they're like, man, what am I going to do? I got to go 80 miles and, uh, you know, like, my dispatcher ain't answering this and that. Like, well, okay, I'll help you out, bro. No, no te preocupes. Yeah, you got to have the kit with you. I had the chucho kit. I have a bunch of extra shit for shit goes down. Yeah. You just, uh, you cut it and then you connected yeah you know, yeah, yeah. connects yeah the chucho kit that's what you call it <laughs> yeah all right i have um one more question i think before we wrap this up if you weren't doing this mechanic job what would you do if you weren't doing this if i wasn't doing this it's pretty hard to say man but i'd probably be doing construction with my dad still yeah or I would have probably chased jujitsu harder, you know, and try and open up my own academy or be an instructor for jujitsu. Nice. Or, you know, it's kind of hard to say, man. You just go for what pays the most, you know. But I, I realize that it's not about that, man. It's, it doesn't really make you happy. What makes you happy is, like, doing something you really like doing, you know. So what do you really like doing then? Jujitsu, it seems like. I mean... I did when I was a kid, but I really like working. I, li- I like working at the Puerto, man. I like being a chassisero, man. I I appreciate it every day, and it makes me feel good, man, that I could help people out and make the trailers safe for the road, and gives me a good sense of pride, you know? I work with pride, you know? A lot of people don't work with pride. They do shitty jobs, or they just try and get them out of there, or they don't want to help people. I'm like, bro, you got you to gotta have some pride, man. We get paid big fatty out to do this, man. Let's help these guys out. Get paid big fatty out to do this. Like, let's handle business. Let's keep the job secure, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's why a lot of companies go out of business, man, because people don't want to do the work. People don't want the revenue. I know we're union, 
but the company has to make some money, you know? I ain't no company man, don't get me wrong. I'll back up the union 100%. Pero este, we got to protect the job, man. Protect don't give him a reason to take that away. Yeah, man. I'm like, I'm like, bro, we're here for, we're here to do this and you're not doing it. They're going to see on the cameras that they don't need someone to be there. And they'll be like, why the fuck are we paying for somebody to be there if they're not even doing the job? Like, we don't need them. Get rid of them type of shit, you know? And like, don't give them a reason, like you said. I know I said that was the last question, but now that I brought up another one. Um, a couple years ago in uh, Roto, I saw a guy break with the hammer all four lights, and they were perf working perfectly fine. He just did that, bam, 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 bam. He was about his little sheet and all that. You know what I mean? And that guy was good to go eventually. What the fuck happened there, man? I mean, uh, like, we got to have a, we got to meet our quota. Uh, Entonces, you got to find work, you know? A veces there's no work, man, and you got to meet your quota. So those are probably just faded old lights. You felt needed new ones? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Could have They could have been faded. They could have been burned out. You really don't know, you know, allegedly. But, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh. You got to meet your quota, man. You got to turn in your time. That's one thing that troqueros don't understand about the mechanics that we have to put out Halle. You know, we got to, we can't turn in nothing at the end of the day. You know, we have to turn in some work, your quota. Because then the, the, the equipment providers or whatever, they're always trying to squeeze the most out of it that they can. Right. So if they see that you're under the quota, then they'll probably just be a little more stingy. And then there's less money to work with to, to repairs. That's how we end up with all those chassis that are stacked because repairs not approved. Um, okay, so from from what I see and what I know, we hold on to chassis because there's reefers coming off the ship. So just say, okay, there's 300 reefers coming off the ship that need to go on wheels. So we're going to hoard these chassis for the ship. So if you see stacked chassis and you're like, hey, I need a chassis, but you guys aren't giving them to me, that's the... It could be strictly for yard operations or strictly for the leasing companies. Mm. So that's one reason. And like you said, when chassis stack up, when they're red tag, yeah, they're waiting for approval. Or we're just shorthanded. We're just shorthanded. There's not enough mechanics to bang out all the work. But uh, that's pretty much it, yeah, man. Everyone's just out here, like, doing what's best for their job, right? And yeah, cause keeping shit rolling. Yeah, because you got to understand, the ship is number one priority. Yeah, that's the terminal's customer. Yeah. Some of, some of the truck drivers, they just do chassis hustles. You know, they, they take chassis to the yard, to the rail yard, and they pay them 50 bucks or whatever it is, you know? And I get it. That's your hustle. This and that. But some days, some days it's not, you can't, you know? There's no chassis for that. You know, the chassis are for the ship. Yeah. They're for the reefers. They're, they're wheel loads. We're expected this many wheel loads, this and that, you know? Or we need it for the flip line, you know? We got 150 flips coming in today. You know, we need 150 chassis for the flips from uh, owner operator to port chassis. You know what I mean? Okay, okay, okay. That's what, what I see a lot. And, you know, I'm not no superintendent and stuff like that, but that's just from what I see. Like, okay, it makes sense why we're holding this because we need it for the ship. All these owner operators are bringing in 150 reefers, so we need 150 port chassis to flip the containers from their own chassis to the port chassis. So they prepare in advance. They yeah, yeah, because everybody has appointments. You know how it is. 
thanks for coming. Nah, no problem. All dude. the way from Oakland, huh? Yeah, man. I'll, I'm born and raised here. Did it for the job, huh? You that dedicated. You went all the way. Oh man, it. I was ready to go to Seattle, Tacoma, whatever, wherever they would have sent me, bro. I would have took it. Let me get something real quick. Real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta yeah. start this. I don't wanna fuck up this nice ass table. I'm already banging on it. We gotta, yeah, bro. You're gonna start this tradition with me. You'll be the first one to do so. You yeah. pick a sharpie, whatever color you like. I'm gonna go with the black, man. And you're gonna autograph the table. All right, man. First spot. First spot. First spot. All right. Should I do my initials or should I do the whole the whole nombre? Whatever represents you, man. Whatever you want. All right. I'm just going to hit the initials. That's how I sign my El VA. Pocho de Vaya de Humo. <laughs> I'm just going to hit it with the initials. This is how I hit all my BIT stickers, federal stickers. A ver, a ver. I just do the AC. That's it. Oh, and there was a little star and everything. Little star, yeah. Yeah. That's, that'd be it, man. That'd be it. There it is. All right, brother. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Containeros. I used to see your truck over at the Sepulveda yard, man. We used to come through. Forever in my heart, bro. Hey, we used to call you out. Like, oh, there goes that food. That shit is sick. That'd be cool. We used to call it like, blacked out. Like, damn, okay. <laughs> yeah, I had a good good time in that truck. It was badass, bro. It was one of a kind. We, we're, you know, you stood out like a mo mofo. Good and bad. Good <laughs> and bad. Definitely remember me if if you want to put me out of service and yeah. then when I switch lanes, yeah, 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 you're looking out for me. I thought I told you to go to nah, but <laughs> you know, because you had a cool truck, we, we wouldn't mess with you. Like, oh, he got a cool truck, man. Let's just uh, let's hook him up, whatever he needs. And get yourself a cool truck, all right, guys. The uh, Optimus Prime, preferably. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks again for coming, man, and being a part of this. Of this experience. Yeah, man. It's a little sketchy, but I mean, a little, like, <laughs> not sketchy. I mean, like, a little, a little rough, but yeah, we hopefully people enjoy it, you know, whatever. Yeah, he didn't mean to bang on the table that much. He's just, he was just excited, guys. <laughs> all right, guys, that's all. And this will be up as soon as possible. I hope everyone has a, a happy new year and that you are successful in all your new year's resolutions. And we're out.